All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuckstables? What the fuckaholics? What the fuckaristas? What the fuckaricans? What the fuckamolins? Hi, yeah. Thank you for joining me today. This is Mark. This is Mark Marin. This is WTF. You tuned in. You're here. Some of you are here. Some of you are here. Some of you are fast forwarding to the uh, lovely Allison Bree, who is on the show today. What a charming person. Oh, my God. What a charming person. This continues what is, uh, I guess, what would be called a, um, what would it, uh, a series, a short series of two members of the community cast. But uh, so let me tell you what's going on right now, if I could. Uh, I'm sitting here and my pants are undone. Is that too much information? That's just what's happening. All right. I did Conan and then I went over to Scott Conan's restaurant, Scarpetta. So I ate too much. This has got to stop. I'm not going to sit here and talk about food. Let's talk about, let me walk you through what happens with me at Conan O'Brien. Because I realized driving home just now with Jessica that I've been doing his show really for over 20 years, for over 20 years. And it, I, you know, I, I don't feel old, but there, and I think I've talked about this before when I go to Conan I feel like I'm in show business and I get there and uh, I was told that Iron and Wine was on the show with me. I like I like his albums a lot. I think he's a pretty, uh, pretty smooth man. It's uh, he's got a good uh, a good thing going. He's a good songwriter. He's got a great voice. I'm a fan. So I was excited that was happening. Edie Falco is on. But here's what happens. So I drive onto the lot. You know, they do it at the Warner lot now, which is just sound stages. And I had this moment and I. And I know I, you know, I do this show in my garage and sometimes I don't feel like I'm part of show business, but I am. And this is how I know I'm part of show business is when you drive on to the Warner lot and you see these these sound stages. And I said to Jess, I said, you know, this is, this is, this is my industry. This is, this is one of the factories. This is where they make the stuff that goes into the heads of people. You know, on the movie screen, on the TV screen, there's just that moment where you realize, holy, this is a fucking industry. This isn't some weird, you know, infrastructure that's here to serve my emotional needs. This is a fucking business. And I get to park right next to the soundstage where Conan Studio is. Generally, I walk in. Uh, today, I drove the car into the wall. I was parking the car in front of a bunch of union guys who were on break out front, sound guys, whatever they are. They're out there. You know the you know the guys. They're guy guys. They're guys. They're sitting there, and I'm trying to park the car in this spot that the security guard told me to park in, and I drove right into the wall because I'm an idiot. You know, I'm just like here. Am I yeah? Close. Boom. Fine. Didn't break any stucco out. Didn't you know? Put a hole in it. Don't have to go back tomorrow and do some uh, stucco work. So then I'm walked in, and then I, I there's a big green room with couches, and there's food all over the place. Jessica goes with me to Conan sometimes, primarily for the cheese tray. Uh, I am fortunate in that I, I am, I am with a woman that, that cares not about show business that actually is, it's, it's humbling and it's good. And it keeps me in check and she doesn't, she doesn't give a shit really, but she was hoping for cheese. Uh, she, you know, we, we had a discussion before we left that maybe we shouldn't eat too much cheese if we're going to go to Scarpetta. So there was a, you know, we had a cheese rationing thing in place before we got there. So usually I get there, I go into my dressing room. There's a guitar there for me. Because Jimmy Favino, he always leaves me a guitar in the dressing room. I think I've told you that before. Generally, a Fender is what he gives me, a Strat or a Tele. Uh, today was an SG. So we had a little Angus Young thing going on. And uh, and so Jessica was in the dressing room. Uh, the guy who works for my publicist 
was in the dressing room. Yes, I have a publicist right now, okay? Cat's out of the bag. This is how the business works. Uh, I have a publicist right now. I don't always have a publicist, but for this time in my life, for the time I'm going through, I think it's important that I have a publicist. Then usually I strap the guitar on, then J.P. Buck, the segment producer, comes in and we go over what we went over on the phone, some of the things I might talk about, and I was looking at it, and he writes down everything I say, and I'm like, did I ever say that like that before? I don't know if I can say it exactly like this, and I'm not going to. It's basically just a rough outline of what we're going to talk about, and, and hopefully things get out of hand. Things go where we don't plan them to go. That's the best thing that can happen is if Conan's feeling loose, the audience is good and Andy's there and he's on fire and it and, and we have what we do. I've been doing this with these guys, you know, most of my professional life. There was that brief period of time where they were doing the Tonight Show and I wasn't doing that. But now I get, I've told you this before. I get out there. It's like, hey, I know you fellas. So we're hanging out in the dressing room and then I see uh, I see Sam from Iron and Wine. He's in his dressing room. I walk by, I look in, I see him, I see his beard. I, you know, I acknowledge him and I walk by and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I, I like that guy. I want to meet that guy. What, what, what just cause he has a beard. That's not threatening. It's, he, he writes nice songs. That guy writes nice songs. So I went and sat in my dressing room and, I, and outside is the green room where all the stuff is. I see Sam milling around from iron and wine, that guy. And he's kind of, and I walk out. I'm like, Hey man, I like your music. I think you're great. I'm Mark Marin. I'm a comedian on the show. He's like, Oh, okay. Okay. And then we started talking about, yeah. Then his drummer came in. Steve, the drummer for Iron and Wine, he starts telling me that they're traveling like a 13-piece band. He's out there with three horns, a cello, he got strings, got bass, he's got keyboard guys, he's got drums, this guy Steve. He tells me he's a big fan, he listens to my stuff on the road, that was flattering. So I'm, I'm getting in with the music guys. And I start to realize, God damn it, I love music. You know, I just do. I love music. And then part of me is like, is there any way I could just sort of ease into a career in music? And then I'm like, dude, what are you doing? What are you thinking? You know, go look at your material. You got to fucking get on stage soon. Then Conan's wandering around. He's going to go talk to Edie Falco. And I see him. I'm like, hey, he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, he goes, I don't know how to handle you. You seem happy. Are you happy? I'm like, well, it'll go away. You know, I'm just, I can have a couple weeks, can I? He's like, that's the most I've ever had. And I'm like, okay, fine. So he goes in and talks to Edie Falco. And I think that's it. And then he comes back out and then he comes into my dressing room and literally sits down. He sits down next to Jessica. So now Conan's in there and you know how I get sometimes around Conan. I'm like, oh, we got to talk off, off stage now. We're not, do, we're not on camera. We're having a conversation. So we spent about 10 minutes talking about Jack White uh, and about vinyl, of course, because that's where I'm at. And then he leaves. And then like, okay, when it's my segment, JP comes in, leads me out. And before I go on, Andy comes out backstage he talks to me says how you doing talked a little bit about him and we talked a little about me and then he went out and then they bring me on and there we go we're off to the races and i tell you man it's great it's great when it's great and that audience was was hot tonight conan was loose you know i got a little filthy but that was fine you know and me and conan we riffed and andy chimed in and he riffed and it was just sort of like you're up there and when everything's going on all sort of cylinders and everybody's on it is fucking sweet it was it was a it's a great feeling to be working with those two and to have everybody having a good time i get i would almost get choked up about it and then like i i hang out and um and then iron and wine goes on and sam does his thing with the full bands a sweet almost r&b tune and me and conan and andy are just sitting there on the darkened stage you know watching this little little mini concert and i walk off say goodbye a few people i walk in get Jess. She says, great job. I'm like, thanks. She's really funny. 
She said, your underwear was showing a little bit. I'm like, okay, all right. When you did, she said, when you did the troll thing and your underwear, okay, I know. She said, it wasn't bad, okay. And then we get into the car and I'm like, so that was fun, right? And she says, well, they didn't have Brie this time. There's no Brie. And I say, well, I love you. <laughs> I hope you, let's go get some dinner. It was fun, man. It was fun. Pow, look out. I just shit my pants, justcoffee.coop. I'm going to talk to Allison Brie. We're in a movie together. That I don't even know if I've been cut out of it. I don't know when they're going to release it. Every every young actor in the world is in there. I'm I'm the uh, an old creepy guy in there for for one scene. I think it's called Get a Job. Got to talk to her about that. Do you watch Mad Men? She's great on that. All right. Let, okay. Why don't I just blow this smoke up her ass in person? How would that be? You're the only person I think that's really ever come up here and said, oh yeah, I know where we are. Oh I yeah. <laughs> I grew up here. I have memories of this area. Most people come here and they're like, where the fuck am I? Am I even in LA anymore? I know, no, I was kind of like, when I saw it on the map, I was like, oh great. Yeah. Oh, off of York. Yeah. I, I know this area. Yeah, what was this area like then? I mean, I don't, when did you, like, wh- where did you grow up exactly? Well, I grew up in Mount yeah. Washington, which is the hill that's just adjacent But that's sort of an interesting neighborhood, because we, I'm looking at houses around there. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know who or how people ended up there, but they must have been some sort of, like, off the gridish kind of hippie-ish, like, we're going to build totally. a cabin. <laughs> totally it's cool it's actually the hill itself is super cool yeah even though it's kind of medieval in that like on the top of the hill there's like really rich people that live there and then the bottom of the hill is like really poor people and even when i so when i lived there as a kid and was in elementary school we lived like near the bottom of the hill in a duplex but my yeah. dad still lives on the hill he's a little higher up now oh good for him he made his way he up made his the way hill. up he climbed uh-huh. up and also there's a the like mother center of my father's church is at the top as well self-realization fellowship so like monks and nuns live up there and then the elementary school is also on top of the hill it's a really cool i think i know where that is yeah they do a cool uh do halloween I, thing i yeah. used to go every year wait there's it's like the only church up in the hills there right yeah i think i've actually been to an aa meeting there if that's possible i'm sure yeah and they like wait a minute what is, you just said a lot of things. <laughs> About the, the church. The realization, that, what is it it's called? It's called SRF. It's called Self-Realization Fellowship. But wait, and there are monks involved? There are monks there and nuns that live there. But the ideology of the church is more, it's like Christian and sort of Hindu influence. So it's a lot of meditation. Well, wait. But there's also Jesus. But then there's like Paramahansa Yogananda, who's like the main guy. Wow. Can you say that again? Paramahansa Yogananda. Wow. It rolls right <laughs> off your tongue. It's Paramahansa Yogananda G. Well, I grew uh, up going to Sunday school. Not at that Paramahansa Yogananda. What is it? Come on. <laughs> Paramahansa yeah. Yogananda. Parmahansa Yogananda. Yeah. Who is that guy? He was like this really cool guy, like guru. He's a guru. Was he up at the church? Or no, it, oh, no. He... He's like ancient. Now he just is like made of light. Oh, <laughs> one of those light guys. You can chat you could sure. channel him though. He's yeah, watching you look us at now. Your... Yeah. Open he up is. the third eye. Yeah, your third the eye, top meditate. chakra wide and Bam! Yeah, Parmahansa uh, yeah. Yogananda. Yogananda. You should the names. There's other ones because there's like. If I remember from Sunday school, which I would go to every other week because mm-hmm. my parents were divorced. So my mom's Jewish. My dad went to church there. Um, and there were like the six main guys and their names are all, you know, like 
Swami Sri Yuteshwarji and like uh, <laughs> Lahiri Mahashai, and he was my favorite. Yeah, why? Because he kind of looked like a woman in his photo. His like long hair. Were they Indian illustrations? Because those are always yes, the best. But so, well, a lot of them were pictures. But Lahiri oh, actually, Mahashai, photographs. Yeah, they, they're that recent. Yeah, Relatively. I know. I made it. I made it sound like they were like super old. I, that's not even true. Paramahansa Yogananda was like around there's photos of him i've seen pictures of some of these guys he's not the bald guy right with the heavy eyelids no that's another guy i don't know who that guy is but i remember seeing pictures of him and he's not the guy who makes incense baba uh, babaji mahavatar babaji is that his name the guy who i think babaji is the bald guy oh man my dad's just gonna like kill me that i'm not but there are other sex the guy who makes you used to make nag champa the 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 guru with the afro i don't know that guy's name but he's not part of your trip no 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 get out of here with your nag champa yeah i'm sorry man (laughs) so wait so you it's sort of some sort of christian hindu hybrid christian hindu hindu hybrid yeah so it's like jesus is one of the in is one of these like just one of the guys main gurus yeah but but like paramahansa is like the main guy and then jesus is like one of the six so they added jesus in (laughs) because jesus he might as well he might bring us for the ride a few followers (laughs) you know what i mean it's like if we take jesus in under our wing then we can bring in all the jesus people yeah those good the good old jesus people so you grew up with this was there meditation there was a lot of meditation yeah and and we would do it you know i was quite young when i started going to church there because it was just like the sunday school program and um so real, so when you're little, you do meditate in your classrooms. Yeah, but you also just kind of like make art about was, these like do sure. like finger painting that has to do with gurus. And then when you're 15, yeah, that's when you get to go into the big main room, which is where everybody meditates together as a whole. Is there a chant? There is a chant. There's yeah. a few. I mean, there's a few. What are they? One of them. <laughs> one good. of them is called Cloud Colored Christ. See, it's about Christ, Cloud and it goes, it goes, Cloud Colored Christ, come, oh my Cloud Colored Christ, come. Really? Oh my Christ, oh my Christ, oh my Christ, wow. oh my Christ, Jesus Christ, come. Yeah. And then you just repeat it. And everyone does that over and over And you again. do it while you're meditating to like get into the meditation. Oh, it gave me chills. Are there, <laughs> are it's there, a good one. That's a good one. And are there any in uh, in Hindi or whatever Gosh. other language? Were there any ones that you didn't understand that were just- No, sort of- actually, I don't think there were. And that's interesting. It makes me think more of like my yoga classes that I go to where sure. they Yeah, they do, do that. that I, I try to stay out of the chanty yoga classes. I- I'll do an om or two. I them sometimes i like them well, you grew up with it exactly i'm like super into it in fact i went to i went with my sister she brought me to this super chanty yeah. yoga yeah. class in the valley like that was the point of it she's uh-huh. like i love to go to this saturday class they yeah. started with chanting yeah and it was so funny being there i guess also because i grew up with it but it's just yeah. like we're sitting there and everyone's eyes are closed and they've got a guy a drummer like oh, a bongo oh, yeah. drummer in the front and yeah. then the the teacher is like chanting super loud and and everyone's closing their eyes and chanting, and and at first you're kind of embarrassed because uh-huh. you don't really know what they're saying, but yeah. then then they just keep repeating it, and you keep going. And I swear, by the end, you're like yelling it, and you don't even realize how loud you're yelling because the whole room is yelling. Yeah, it's yeah. really actually really cool. So it worked. It totally worked. I got so into it, and at the end, I asked my sister because we were right next to each other, yeah. sitting right next to each other, and I was like, I was like yelling the chant. Could yeah. you even hear me? And she was like, No, I didn't even think you were talking. All I could hear was like yeah. myself yelling the chant, and the, everybody around me it was actually. Really so cool. I mean, that's I'm a, selling it now. I mean, yeah, I'm going. I loved it. Do let me write down the <laughs> I address. It. I, oh, I guess I, I like it, but I, I, I think my biggest fear is that they will work. 
and and, that, <laughs> and that, then like, you're going to be like hypnotized. Well, that you're one of those people now. You're one of the people that's sort of like, no. But well, I, I've never gone back. That well, was months ago. But I think there's something <laughs> exciting about it, even if you don't know this sort of one mind thing of kind of elevating and feeling yeah. like like we're all organic and operating at the free, same frequency and yeah. getting up to that level where you're like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 this kind of elation through that. It's cool. Yeah. Well, what what, what so you would go be a Jew? On alternate <laughs> on weekends? other weekends? Well, I actually spent a lot of time... My mother, God love her, she's a very proud Jew and would always really make sure that we knew that we were Jewish, like, even as a kid. Like, I remember being, you know, six years old or something, and she'd be like, oh, you guys are Jewish. If Hitler came today, oh, yeah. he would take you. That's, that's, always, a, that's you need to know. <laughs> good thing to tell a six-year-old. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then sure. I would go to sleep just <laughs> picturing someone murdering me in my... <laughs> In my sleep. Um, so wait, now. So she didn't really, but she didn't go to temple. Right. She was just a cultural Jew, a she, Jew identifier. She really is, yes. Well, yeah. Well, I think that's a lot of it. But so you're yeah. saying that she's really Jewy. She, she, she's she, not religious Jewy, but she's like, we're she, Jews. That's we're it. We're Jews. Oy vey. Oh, like, yeah? yeah, all that stuff. No kidding. But doesn't, but doesn't sell, but the holidays are kind of, she sort of celebrates them sometimes. But when, now is, what is Allison Bree? That's your real last name? It's my middle name. And what's your last name? Skirmerhorn. Skirmerhorn. <laughs> That's your dad's name? Yeah. Skirmerhorn? Can you imagine why I chose not to use yeah, that I th- as my I, I think that was a good career choice. Name. Boy, that Allison Skirmerhorn is talented oh, and hot. Oh, man. Skirmerhorn. Good That's old a, Skirmer. So did you have to swim upstream with that name in school? You know, it wasn't so bad. It, in college, I think people more found it like hilarious so there were just lots of like friends of mine in college that just loved skimmy skims oh, yeah, skinny yeah, yeah. and yeah, i just yeah. been like all right man this we get it so <laughs> i'm I like okay so your dad's still part of this church so my dad's still part of the church my mom is just kind of miscellaneous and i actually when i was growing up that's what i was going to say on the weekends that i wasn't going to church with my dad and this is so strange because i'm actually not a very religious person at all mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. um When I was a kid, I think because I would go sleep over at my friend's house all the time on the weekends, and then I would go to church with them. So I actually had this really well-rounded, I would go to like my friend's Mormon church. I went to my friend's uh, temple who was Jewish. I went to my friend's, like everything, like everything you could think, a Catholic church. Uh I went to like a Christian, like Episcopalian. Church-going friends. They all went to church. And especially Uh because I moved into South Pasadena from here, and everybody in South Pass is, people are kind of religious. There's a lot of big churches in yeah, South Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you grew up in Mount Washington. Grew up in Mount halfway. Washington. Your mom lived where? My mom my mom lived in Mount Washington and my dad lived like near here off of Avenue, like 42. And then they he they both the moved. He got the short end of the stick. Your mom kept the house. No, they both, no, they, they actually both moved out of the house, which was in Montecito Heights, which is even kind of more ghetto than yeah, here. Yeah. And uh, then they both moved. And then they both ended up moving into South Pasadena, you know, in an effort to stay close to one another because me and my sister went week to week for younger to their sister, houses. Older? older sister. Yeah. What does yeah. she do? She's awesome. She's a financial advisor. Wow. Yeah. She went the other way. Yeah. I'll say. <laughs> so, so both your folks are still around. You see them both. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all happy about your tremendous success. Sure. And- sure. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just got a text from my father as I was coming in here that was like, my friend sent me your new bathing suit photos. Very sexy. And oh, I was like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, oh that's cool. Thanks, Dad. I'm not sure that's appropriate, Dad, <laughs> but I appreciate the support. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear these bathing suit photos are pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for hearing that from someone. Well, I didn't go, I wasn't like, I didn't like do research. I'm like, well, I better know what she looks like in a bathing suit because that could always help. <laughs> but there's a lot of talk. It might have been weirder. Yeah, if I came in and you're like, been looking at these yeah. sexy I'm looking bathing at them right now. Yeah, nice ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> So, okay, so you grew up around here. So give me a sense of, because Eagle Rock and Highland Park is my neighborhood, mm-hmm. like who were you in, in in like high school? I mean, what what when did your parents get divorced? Oh, when I was five. So you don't remember that? No, not really. And they were always really around. It wasn't contentious. It wasn't weird. And... Not really, not really. Yeah. They're pretty, they're okay. <laughs> they're pretty good together. <laughs> and are they remarried now? No, no, they're uh, not remarried, and so we still sort of we've we've come back around to like making them spend holidays together, which is really? kind of fun for my sister and I. Just like, look, we're older now; we're not going to split these holidays up anymore. You just have to come yeah, to our house. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, so you make them go to your place? And yeah, or together. my sister's. Oh, yeah, that must be odd. You know, they're great about it, and we also usually kind of buffer everyone with like booze and pop yeah. brownies and stuff. Oh, like really? That. <laughs> Do they know about the pop brownies? Or you just they give love them- it. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh my goodness oh, yeah. oh really for Thanksgiving oh yeah. they so love you, it so you got some groovy parents <laughs> yeah they're groovy yeah yeah well what was your old man what did he do He was, he's a musician well he he works now as a journalist as a entertainment journalist which oh, is really is he now posting an article my daughter's bathing suit <laughs> shots are sexy no he handles <laughs> more I think like celebrity divorces and more like getting court documents authenticating reports and stuff oh, like yeah. that so but it's celebrity for... muckraker like no. i mean uh... <laughs> no i mean i mean i guess but he he just you hates watch it. it he's gonna get an inside line on you when you <laughs> when you break huge it's like let me tell you some shit about her no no All he right. does it it's not that and, no. and you know what i think he just there, there's a bit of he doesn't love that he does that he's a musician he, he still plays music and writes what's music his art, is it, what's his instrument? guitar yeah guitar yeah. mandolin ukulele oh really like mm-hmm. a countryish kind of hill music mm, dude so countryish, more like Eric Clapton, or oh, yeah? like yeah, so more jams? like rock and roll. Yeah, he's kind a of... blues guy. <laughs> he's sort of sometimes. Uh, does he jam with a band? <laughs> he does. Terry Charles Band. It's oh, his name. Terry yeah. Char- Char- Charles Terry Skirmerhorn. He doesn't use the last name either, so it's yeah, like he couldn't a, really get mad at me. That's a curse. That name. For... <laughs> Where the hell does that come from? That name. It's Dutch. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty exotic. Well, and it's like actually, it's a pretty prominent name in, in New York. Really? Yeah. With the old families, like? I mean, yeah. the New York Dutch, the people that owned New York before it became a state? <laughs> Actually, though, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a Skirmerhorn Street in Brooklyn, yeah. and like, yeah. Do you have like an uh, old family that you can track back to that? I don't know. To the New York Dutch? Probably, but I've never think, pursued it. Like, they're the ones that I think uh, settled New York before it was a colony. Of, I'm kind of, I don't know, making sure. stuff up, maybe. <laughs> like, I'm just. <laughs> What's, well, what's the movie? They're definitely featured in Gangs of New York. Exactly. Gangs of New York. And the other one was the Johnny Depp movie the, about the fable, the guy with the, who gets his head cut off. Um, the headless, Sleepy Hollow. The Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. That's why I was going to say Headless Horseman. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're page. in there too, the skirmer horns. <laughs> Are they? Sure. I in Gangs of New York, they're like the rich family that everyone hates and then murders. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's my family. Yeah, that's where I come from. Those are my people. <laughs> Those are my people. And where'd your mom, what's her background? My mom is, my mom kind of went to high school in the Palisades and grew up nearby. Oh, yeah. So but she, she was born, uh, maybe lived in New York for a little bit when she yeah. was a kid. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about my mom. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a mystery, guys. Yeah. She keeps it quiet. They moved around a lot. Yeah, they yeah. moved around a lot. But so you grew up all here. 
I grew up all here. Yeah. You're California. Nearby. Girl. So I went to dances a bunch at Eagle Rock High, even though I went over to South Pass for middle school, high school. But my yeah. friends from the elementary school in Mount Washington all went to Eagle Rock. And I went to so many things there. I'm literally in their yearbooks, like pictures of me at the dance, like yeah. Allison Skerberhorn and friend at the dance. And you don't <laughs> like, even go to school and there. And friend is yeah. like the one that goes to school <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like bowl at Eagle Rock Lanes or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah, and yeah. You, did you eat ice cream at Foster Freeze? Mm, no. Not so much because you know what? South yeah. Pasadena has Buster's, which is a really good little uh, like yeah, coffee yeah. shop ice cream place. Yeah, yeah. My dad used to play songs there and I would sing with them sometimes. Oh, you did the coffee shop thing with your pop? I did the pop? coffee shop thing with my dad. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> did the family members come and hang yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, they all came. <laughs> people from you... his church, a lot of people from his church. Oh, did you do the Jesus song? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you open with the Jesus chant? No, no. no Look, I'm not that Jesus-y. You know, no, I'm not I trying to hang out on earlier, you. Yeah, but... no, I enjoyed it. I'm not trying to be judgy. Like, what did you sing with your dad? His original songs. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. That is sweet. It's a, <laughs> well, I, I wish he was a big star. I know. Well, he still plays a bit. He recently, because, you know, I have, a, I don't know if you know, but you probably don't know, but I have a little cover band with my girlfriends, uh-huh. and we played the Viper Room in December, and my dad came, and, like, his band opened for us which was a fun treat <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was awesome this is so cute it was great what, what kind of songs did your dad uh, write his original what is it they're like are they they're kind of bluesy yeah. some of them i think that his best are his ballads yeah they're uh-huh. really pretty yeah but he also does more like bluesy uh-huh. songs yeah and he's saying what your dad oh yeah i've what? sang with him at the viper room before a few years ago what's the name of your band how come i didn't know about this because oh, i don't do any research no it because it's not because it's like not it's just a hobby kind of it's uh we're just called the girls who mm-hmm. sing other people's songs and mm-hmm. we just do covers and we kind of break them down and then kind of reharmonize. We're doing a show tonight. We're doing, do you know this Mortified? This yeah, show the Mortified. Mortified. Yeah, I did that we're, show. Oh, we're, the, uh, we're opening <laughs> for Mortified tonight. How's, well, how, how do you open for a TV show? I don't understand. Well, it's not a TV show. They also do a live stage show, which was the original thing before they made it uh, a TV show. Who were the guests? I, my episode was with uh, Gillian. Oh, yeah. Well, then I'm sure I watched it, or at least I had it recorded. Yeah, at you didn't my do house. any research on me. That's fine. <laughs> no, That's but right. you know what, Mark? I need to tell you something. Do you know that you and I worked on a film together last year? I do. And I and I didn't talk to you. No, and I saw you. And I saw you and get I remember... in your car. Oh. Yeah. I, I saw was... you when I was walking to set, and you were leaving set, right. and I was going to do my scene. Right. I and I did, was nervous, and I didn't say hi to you. I get nervous hanging around. But you didn't know it was me, did you? Famous people. I kind of I thought not, it was you. I'm not famous. You kind of are well, in a, in a very you know in a very specific I way. Thought it was you, and I was like, eh, I don't want to say anything. Plus, I was so sick. Didn't of- you have a dog with you or something? No. All right, um, <laughs> but it was my last day of shooting, and I literally on the way to the to set, I had to pull my car over and throw up in some bushes. Uh, I was so sick. Really? So that's the other. Yeah, because I was only there for a day, hi. but I remember <laughs> seeing you, and I was like, "There's." A- oh, I didn't hardly say hi to anybody because I don't you know I don't know how to. That's fair. Well, I'm not going to be all fanny. You know, like well, I'm, me neither. I sure I was kind of like, is that? I think yeah, it is. I don't yeah. want to be. That would be weird if Ev- I said something. Everyone was in that fucking movie. I know. In fact, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Every young actor that is like on the cusp of or actually happening right I, now is in that movie. And yet, I'm like, is it ever going to come out as a movie? Is like, it? where is it? I don't know. What's it called? Get a job. It's called Get a Job. Now, who the hell was in it? There was the the Hendrix girl. What's her name? Uh, what's a, is that her last name? See, I'm so bad. Anna Kendrick. Kendrick, yeah, Anna Kendrick. Miles Teller. Yeah. Brian Cranston. 
Yeah, I didn't work with him. Miles Teller is the lead guy. The guy who was in the yeah. dancing movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a scene with him. <laughs> okay. And the dude. All, all my scenes are with him because I'm like, play the human resources person where he gets a job. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the dude from SNL, Farrow. Uh-huh. Uh, he was, I did a scene with him. That was pretty Jay crazy. Jay Farrow. Jay yeah. Farrow. And there was other Nick people. Nick Braun, uh, Chris Mintz-Plas. Yes, yes, I saw him there. And then the guy from Lost, the heavyset guy, what's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, I had scenes with him, too. He was like my, we had like a secret romance that we put into the subtext. Yeah, I did. Jorge Garcia. Jorge, he's a great guy. He's great. I talked to him, but I didn't have a scene with him. And I talked to Mince Plots, too, but I didn't have a scene with him. We added, I don't, we didn't like technically have scenes together. We just added stuff in the background of scenes. We We're, created our own little story arc that we were in love. Oh, so no one knows but you guys. <laughs> That's sweet. We told the director later. He was like, great, do whatever you want. I'm cutting it out. And we were shooting at that crappy hotel. <laughs> that hotel. And people were coming to see if they could check in. That was the oh weirdest part is I played the hotel manager in my Hawaiian shirt for one scene. And there were people like, you know, down and out. People going, is it open? Can we, you know, like, is it really $35 a night or That whatever? was a sketchy motel. And there were still people in it. Yes, I know. There was, there was a guy in one of the rooms where we were shooting. And so we had to like go in there. We were shooting... It's like the end of the movie. And so we all had to like come out of hotel rooms as like part of this weird fake uh-huh. ad or something. And and one of the rooms that someone had to go in, there was a guy just in there and he wouldn't leave. And it was like um, like hoarders, like his, the room was filled with stuff, like who knows how long he'd been there. And, and I, I don't remember who had to stay in that room, but it was a girl. And she was like... Well, if he's, can someone come, someone else come and stay in here as well? I feel sort of weird, like waiting to hear action just with this weird guy this sitting guy? on his bed. Oh my God. I know. It was so Well, sketchy. it was definitely one of those hotels where people were living there. They were living there. Like in, in not, not a good life. They, no. They, no. Because <laughs> they were all sort of hanging around on the balconies, like looking, you know, like just hoping cops wouldn't show up or something. I don't know what was going on, man. Because my know. scene, there were cops, like fake cops, and there was a big convergence of cop cars. Oh. And I literally think some of the residents were like, we're I better like, oh, go inside. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Hide the shit. Hide the shit. I hope they got shots of them because they all looked, they were such characters. They definitely look like they belong to live at that hotel. And yeah. I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, but some people just fit their environment. It's true. So that movie was, so we don't know if it's coming out. I mean, I keep hearing that it is eventually, but I don't know when. It seems like it and that should director be done was a by guy. Now. What was his name? Dylan uh, Kidd. Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was a guy. Yeah, he's like a guy who did some things. <laughs> he was a guy who so did some bad things. with things. I know, <laughs> me too. You are? Yeah, I am a little. When did you start doing this uh, acting business? When did you decide that singing with your dad might not be a future <laughs> that you could well, bank on? <clears throat> I always did it. I was nerdy. Like, I... I when I was real young, I, I was like singing and dancing for my neighbors at their garden parties. Right. And then my mom put me into uh, like community children's theater program. That's in Los, not nerdy. In Los That's Feliz. like you're an actor. You're like a show person. Yeah, I guess. I just, why do I have this feeling that my mom, well, it was just, it was insightful because she works in education and was like, oh, look what she's interested in. But I also picture her, me being at the house like, la-di-da. And she's yeah, like, yeah. all right, well, let's find somewhere else for you to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> How do I turn this? Get off. Yeah, who else? So... I gotta get her out into something <laughs> proactive. So I just did like these children's theater programs uh-huh. when I was a kid in Los Feliz and stuff like that. And then and then continue and then I just always loved doing theater and did it at school and you know, was like president of the theater club uh-huh. at yeah, my yeah, yeah. high school and then uh, and you, you did song and dance, you did big uh, high school musicals a, and whatnot. A little bit. Yeah. Sort of. I was never super into musicals and I'm still not and people always try to talk to me about musicals and I'm like, eh, it's not my thing really. But you can sing. Yeah, but I always feel like 
Well, then I went to CalArts for school, which is up in Valencia for college, California Institute of the Arts and Art School. Yeah. And they did a lot of like plays with music. Yeah. Not like classic musicals, more like weird plays that were adapted and then songs were inserted into adapted them. Adapted by and, graduate students or yeah, something maybe. like that? Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, a so mix. Just a mix of sort of you interesting went to, stuff. Is that four-year school? Yeah. And you did all acting? Yeah. Theater. Got mm-hmm. my... BFA, my Bachelor of Fine Arts. But didn't you do some child acting? <clears throat> no. So you just sang and danced in high school. <laughs> and you but, were but I, I want to get away from the singing. Kid. I'm not a big dancer, singer, sort of. It was more just like theater, act, like acting. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you're an actor in high school. Like what were some of these big roles you did in high school if they weren't song and dance business? Okay, some of them, they were song and dance. You're right, they were. As I go to list them, I'm like, well, well. Well, we did what? Pride and Prejudice. Uh-huh. That's not a musical. Uh-huh. But we also did Dracula the musical. Yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what other ones. We it's did fun, like. Though, right? Yeah, it was fun. So you weren't a cheerleader but, or anything like no, that? No. Our drama program was actually very intense because our teacher was very intense about it. And there was like a whole system of you kind of, you really had to work your way up uh-huh. and. and we did two plays a year and we did two festivals a year. And when you did the festivals, you had to act in one and you also had to direct one. So it was like a very intense, it was much more intense than like your normal kind of high school right, right, drama right. program. It's not like anyone could be involved because she would get, it wasn't like we're doing the big spring play and everyone gets a part. It was more like there was a system and you had to work your way up so that you could be a lead when you were a senior. And So like, there was a sense of, well, that's interesting because... I think for most people that do high school acting and drama, it's sort of a way to get those students who have those kind of proclivities into their pr- protected environment. Yeah. So they're not beat up by the rest of the school. But yeah. I, it sounds like your school actually had some idea that maybe because we're in California, that this was a viable business option, that there was an industry yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also just, I think that our teacher had been a businesswoman and then- I don't know how she in came show to, business. No, I think she'd been like a high-powered businesswoman, and then came to. I have no idea what her backstory is, but I she like just that. was. I like that idea of a character, very intense. Somebody who just sort of crapped out and realized they were doing this empty, horrible job, and decided and then became a drama teacher. But it yeah. was taken so seriously. I can't tell you. And I loved it because I was really interested in it. I was always kind of like, "This is the thing I want to do." So I loved that the program was that serious. But yeah. I think for other students, they were kind of like. What the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just want to like go play water polo and then come here and do the spring musical. Like, yeah, why yeah, are you taking yeah, this? Whereas, yeah. like, we had meetings. I mean, she would sit me down and be like, "I think that the boy that you're dating is bad for your theater work, and mm. you're not as focused, or things like that." Oh yeah. Or I mean, was really that a conversation intense you talks. had with her? Oh yeah, she hated my boyfriend. Who? What was his story? Well, he was a couple years older than me, but super nerdy. No, super like D and D player. Oh, I love him. He's so great. But you still, we were, you know him. I do still? still know him. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But yeah. um, you were dating a D and D guy. I was, yeah. <laughs> and we met in drama because he was like had just started drama his junior year, and I started my freshman year, and then we were like best friends. Uh-huh. And then and then I was like. But he always had a crush on me. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And then eventually I was like, I'm in love with you. We should yeah. be together. Yeah. And then we were in love. Oh, how was that? <laughs> he was great. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> but she hated him because he started drama late. You know, he didn't start as a freshman. Not he serious. Just wasn't as serious. Uh-huh. Wasn't, didn't like to play by her rules. Uh-huh. Was he a good actor? So, or? He was pretty good. But like D&D, so that was part of your life? Kind of. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I would go to his house <laughs> when he and his friends were playing, it was super boring. Yeah. 
I don't even know what that looks like. It doesn't look like much. This is dudes like sitting around in a circle with a dice just talking, with yeah, the, and, and making up stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cute. And you were <laughs> like, like, "Let me play," and then I was like, "Oh wait, this is all it is." Yeah, I'm, I'm probably okay. So just you're like, just like a playing a D and D groupie. I'm just, <laughs> just going, like you weren't even a girl <laughs> that hung around at like band rehearsal. I know you were hanging around at just a D and D Well, you know, only a few times, and then I was like, "Yeah, maybe count me out of that." Come of on, D&D. where's the, we'll just we'll just hang out and watch movies. You tell me you didn't lock in with any bad guys. Come on, you. Uh. I well, I did. There was one guy. So my high school boyfriend and I, we dated for a while, and then and then when he graduated, we like had a dramatic breakup. But then we got back together. So during our breakup, I did date this other guy who was like. Not in high school. He was like twenty, and he lived in this shitty apartment, and yeah. knew knew some of my older friends who had also graduated, and like did his own tattoos. Ooh. And he looked very androgynous. He was like very David Bowie looking, like uh-huh. blonde hair and like super yeah. pale, and uh-huh. like so. Was I he kind a musician of, or just a guy that inked his own arm? I I guess he was a musician as well. He <laughs> yeah, must have yeah, been sure. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. only thing he was was very strange, and I just remember feeling super dangerous and I would skip school to like go yeah, hang out with him yeah, and like yeah and I remember watching Clockwork Orange with him that was like the distinctive thing about him is that he was like check out this movie yeah fucking cool yeah this is and me being like about. this yeah. is crazy yeah you've never seen it before <laughs> no, anything like it no you're just sitting around and what kind of what was he tattooing himself do you, do you remember any of those <laughs> they, no they were horrible they were Ugh. just like weird like it just looked like tetris or something on his arm it was not great <laughs> hey you still in touch with that guy no <laughs> all no. right so tell me about this acting program because i'm sort of you know fascinated with with how these things work and what they teach you in high school no the one that you went to in cal arts Arts. Um, like, what was the focus? How does that work? Because I, you know, I wanted to be an actor. I think, and I took acting in college at BU. But I never went, you know, all the way with anything. I, you know, I was an English major. But there, there is a real system to a lot of these schools. Yeah, I mean, you know, at Cal Arts again. Because you're a pretty well-rounded actress. I mean, you've got a lot of range. Thank I've, you. I've seen you do some stuff. And <laughs> yeah, I have. those bathing suit photos. Yeah, man, they're right here. I'm, <laughs> I'm having a hard so time versatile. looking at you. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Um, no, um, no, 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 not, no, that's not true. No, but no. You know, even in the two roles that you're known for from you know, Mad Men and Community, I mean, there's, these are different things. And on Mad Men, you know, that's a powerful, difficult role to Thank play you. Uh, you know, that type of young wife. I mean, because thank you. You're welcome. I mean, because that's my parents' generation, and people don't realize that you know people enter that type of middle class life mm-hmm. almost immediately. I mean, they're in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and they're doing this thing. Oh yeah, th- that it's, like if you look right at after pro- college, if you even went to college, you, and a lot of girls, I feel like would drop out of school just to get married. You know, they go no, to college absolutely. to meet guys, that, that and then they drop out and get married. That's right, and they'd surrender their dreams or whatever they were going to do yeah. to do this thing. And when you meet people of that age now, or if you can picture yourself at that age, like it's almost impossible to imagine someone rising up. Absolutely, because that was sort of the invention of, or you know, just post the invention of what is the middle class. So all mm-hmm. the trappings of it that we still know today were sort of colonized just by. People formed. in their twenties, yeah, yeah, and it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine having done that. But before we get to to how you prepare for something like that, I mean, <laughs> what you know? Because I talked to Gillian, you know, about Juilliard, and she didn't have a good time there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Yeah, and you know, but this seems like the, I don't. I would assume that the pressure is different. Yeah. Uh, at Cal Arts, not that it's a lesser school, but you know, Juilliard is Juilliard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I loved Cal Arts. I loved it, mm-hmm. and I think. 
I mean, on the one hand, it was, sure, it was sort of a high pressure situation just in terms of, you know, they accept maybe 30 acting students a year. And then those students, there's a cut system. So they, they'll cut students that you're not allowed to miss more than two or three classes oh, every year? ever. Yeah, oh yeah, or semester. You have to check oh. in. Oh, you have wow. to kind of like check in with your mentor right. every semester and they'll right. kind of say how you're doing. The grading system is a little you can only get you basically the grading system is low pass, pass or high pass. Yeah. Or no credit for the class, which is like if you're not gonna get credit in a class, they're gonna drop you. You can't miss classes. So it's you highly can't. competitive. So it's like It is, but but the vibe is super hippie. CalArts started actually as an animation school. It was through Disney. Right. And um this was back in like the sixties or seventies. Uh-huh. And and it was more of like an apprenticeship thing, which is kind of hippies getting stoned and like drawing and they had like yeah. their one or two people that they would just teach their stuff to and then it became an animation school and then they branched out and they have all these different divisions. So it's still you know, I don't know how exactly how it is now, but when I was going there, it was still very like there's a lot of nudity. I've I, I've, t- I've talked about this before a lot at different places. I feel like the only thing I ever talk about about CalArts is how people were naked and I would be naked or whatever. But um, wait, wait, okay, well, let's, but it was but don't but, don't but, deny me. <laughs> these you know, I've already talked about it. So just because you <laughs> talked about it on the Nerdist or something. The point is, it no, was the a point school. is that there was nudity at college on it, purpose. It was a, it was, a, there were clothing optional. Clothing was basically optional everywhere except the cafeteria, which I think is a good rule. Whoa, 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 whoa. back up. So a, a school policy was that, look, hey man, you know, you can you, be you can any, be naked. If you well, want. because you know, and I imagine there's always that one dude that's like naked everywhere. Oh, oh I kind of dated naked guy. <laughs> you know, I got in there with naked guy. We never slept together, but we hung out. We were friends. How could you not sleep with naked guy? <laughs> well, he's, he's all, he's because ready. it was all out there, and I was like, you know, yeah. you might be better as a friend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. But, I'm uh, thinking that you know, <laughs> at best, that thing's not going to be. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. so, everyone, everyone knows. Everyone yeah, knows. Yeah. Um, but wait, there, wait. So. It, I think that I think really the idea was that they encourage like constant performance. So people are always it's not a very big school or campus and it's kind of like people are always just putting on art or or installations or things like whenever they want and so you have that a, freedom to do that so you know there might be you're at lunch and you're walking to the cafeteria not inside the cafeteria mind you right. and there's a group of students naked covered in chocolate playing music right and you're like that's their right they're exercising their right as artists to do that thing and i think that was what so it's real where hippie. it came from real hippie shit. <clears throat> yeah that the school was kind of like if you need to be nude to do your art, then that's fine with us. Well, there's something about that. I think it's almost like singing karaoke to me, or like you know, to me that's <laughs> how is it like singing karaoke? Because you're going to decide what your own vulnerability is and what you can handle creatively, sure. and the type of risks you're going to take, either emotionally or whatever. Like some things are hor- are, are horrifying to people, and I think there's sure. something to be said with tr- you know, kind of transcending those fears by engaging them. And for me, that's karaoke. Or, you know, just singing in public was horrifying really? to me. But naked is, that's a whole other level. That's, that's a whole, a, yeah. yeah. they have these naked comedy shows. And they're like, you want to do naked comedy? I'm like, no, I, I'd like to leave a little. I think I'm little, fine not yeah, doing yeah, it yeah, naked. No, I'll just do regular. Yeah, I'm naked enough, you, you <laughs> know, emotionally, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't need to, you know, put, I don't need to add more insecurity to the performance. Right. But I imagine there's something to be gained from being naked and wandering around sure. publicly? I think mostly at CalArts, the nudity existed around the pool because that's where it's nice to kind of lay out so and you be never, naked. So you never wandered around campus I naked? I would, yes. To make my friends laugh, I would like 
put on a pair of tennis shoes and that's it. And then like go run outside. And like we had a room that was on the first floor of the dorms. So I would like run by our our big window and like swing from the tree and stuff that was not not like attractive nudity. Not just casually kind of like I'm naked. I'm just going to the library. No. Were there those people? I think. No, oh, so the really naked guy. The really naked guy really more existed at parties. Every Friday night, they would have an every Friday at CalArts, they would have an art opening to yeah. showcase all the art students' art, right. like in the main hall, sure. and that's where naked guy would just yeah. like be in his tennies and a necklace. Same guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he's up to. But with so naked performing though, that's I don't know. It seems like it would be a good thing to try. In a yeah. non-sexual environment? A lot of the plays had nudity there, too. But I never was naked in, in my theater classes or in any plays or it's anything. Probably, it's probably fortunate because those pictures <laughs> would be out there. It's true. I keep sort of waiting. Like I'm like, I know there's got to be some naked photos somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just keep waiting for yeah. them to surface. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess they're not yet. I guess, well, I guess I, not. What would, what would that, it wouldn't be that big a deal, would it? I don't think so because I don't think... That yeah. I present myself as like a person who's yeah. never yeah. taken naked photos. Right, I'm more right. like I'm more like maybe I did, and yeah, I don't yeah. totally remember. Yeah, but it's not that. <laughs> like in this day and age, it's not horrible. You know, like I mean, they, yeah. you don't really want them out there necessarily. But it's not like there's something sordid about texting naked pictures or about you know people you know, like sex those tapes. getting those sexy ones. It, well, the worst part would be I know that there's I know that my friends. This is post college, but I know that naked photos exist of me from like this trip with friends to Lake Tahoe where I was like it was snowing and again just more for humor you know it was like would like take off all my clothes and go run outside and be like a little wood nymph and then like get on a weird exercise machine like but there just would be the most unattractive like I feel like if those photos got out there I would have to then release other nude photos to, to be like, no, them. wait, yeah. Just, I, I look good naked. <laughs> See, no, yeah. actually, when I'm trying <laughs> to look good naked, the, I the could. No, the non-snow nymph photos. <laughs> the, like yeah. horrible yeah. gazelle photos. So uh, outside of that, like what were the, like what were the plays? Like how, what was the, what was the teaching really? It, well, What did you learn? It's a great program. It's sort of, you have all your classes that break everything down like your movement class your right. voice class your speech class right. voice and speech are very right. different and right. um then in your acting classes the first year it was you start out and it's all like improv and contemporary material your first year second year is all classical so you do shakespeare and moliere and and that kind of and stuff and you really do it yeah you do full plays you, you feel good with well, shakespeare well you do you do um you do you do it in class, yeah, and that because plays are sort of separate and going on all the time. So right. there's like you have to audition for the plays. Your first year you can't be in them. You have to crew, right? Um, it's a real theater school. <clears throat> yeah, except I crew. My crew was like wardrobe, so it wasn't that all wasn't right. that hard. Right. You didn't have to build shit or <laughs> no, I wasn't. It wasn't like lift lights that handy. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you do basically you work scenes in your classes, and then at the end of each semester they have showings where you have to perform in front of yeah. your all the teachers that are going to decide if you get to continue right. working at the school, and also your classmates and stuff. You have like packed houses for these showings in your little classrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you do you do the work. I mean, yeah, you get to know Shakespeare and like really get into it. I loved Mary Lou Rosado was our teacher for second year, and she's. She was just brilliant. Just really made you love. I loved learning Shakespeare yeah, yeah, because yeah. she was so cool. And then your third year. She gave it some life. <clears throat> she really did. And yeah. all, all the teachers there, most of them are still working actors, a lot of them in the theater. So 
Did it's you... cool because they, they'll even be in your performances there when you're performing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was there a focus on the business? I mean, were you... Not at all. That's the only thing is like, it's very, it's just very theater oriented right. all the way. And so, so then your third year you do very avant-garde stuff. It's like super avant-garde and you have to put scenes together where it's just like movement and sounds and like weird stuff. Um, and then really? your fourth year, I studied abroad the first semester, but when I came back, it's like, you just, it's all theater the whole time. And the school is very minded that way. Cause like I said, a lot of the teachers are working theater actors and it's, it's it just presented to you that way. And then suddenly your fourth year, your final semester, they're like, Oh, and, uh, here's acting for the camera and how to audition. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> like, Wait. So you were abroad. I did. Yeah. I studied abroad in Scotland for a semester. Scotland. Scotland. In Edinburgh? No, in Glasgow. Really? Yeah. Why Scotland? Well, because CalArts, because the grading system is so interesting and it's such a specific arts conservatory, they only have study abroad programs with two schools. One is in Glasgow and the other is in New Zealand. Mm. And... I applied to go to New Zealand yeah. and and they only let uh you know four students go a year and and every time I would see the the our like teachers who were making the decision yeah you know I'd see them in the hall and they'd be like you wanted to go to Scotland I was like really campaigning to to get out of there even though I loved the school but to go to New Zealand to go to, to go to New Zealand, but eventually I realized I just wanted to go anywhere to study abroad. So once every time I'd see them and they'd be like, you, you applied for Scotland, right? Yeah. So finally I was just like, yes, yeah. yes, send me there. Yeah. But I'm, I am also, I am Scottish too, so. You got, got that it in, in my blood. Yeah, Scottish and Dutch. Got some McLean. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to Scotland a few times. I was in Glasgow for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I that's loved a, it. It's it's intense, man. That that graveyard there is kind of eerie. Oh and yeah, that's like it's it's heavy. There's a kind of a, a you know a sort of you know ancient darkness there. Yeah, yeah. That graveyard, I remember being like overwhelming. Did you go check that out? I mean, I or didn't did spend walk? a lot of time there. I just remember but I did a lot being, of walking around. It's right. Very, yeah. Yeah. It was a very introspective time for me because it's so gloomy there that you really get to be like, and I had grown up in California, lived here my whole life and gone to school here. So it was kind of like my one chance to get out. Yeah. And like feel other things. Yeah. And (laughs) what did you feel? I I don't know. It's a lot of drunkiness. It's very independent. Yeah, but I love the drunks there. They're so cool. It's crazy, though. (laughs) Like, at night when you're wandering around, it's like, oh, my God, there's just people vomiting. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. I saw a bagpiper, like, in full Scottish garb, pass out drunk at nine in the morning on my way to school. Just laying there with his pipes? Just, like, (laughs) felt this... Like, it just fell over. You could hear the sound of the airbag. Oh, really? Oh, he landed on the it's airbag like, and and no one does. Everyone, I was, I stopped. Like, should we help him? Yeah. Everyone's just walking. That's by, right. Like, he's got the freedom to be an artist and do what he's gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Let him be nude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His pants are down, but that's what he wants to be doing right now. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't spend enough time there to really get the sense of it. But you know, I've grown to like um, that, like Ireland and Scotland, and I know they're different. But there's something about going somewhere with that much history and yeah. with that much of a definitive kind of cultural identity. Yeah, it's really different because yeah, yeah. you really feel outside of it. No yeah. matter what your roots are, whether your your Scottish roots or not, you're like, oh my god, whatever this is, it's been going on for centuries for so long. Yeah, for so long. And what'd you do there, primarily? I looked at. 
Well, I mean, I was studying there. Do you mean? Well, you I mean, mean well, I, I mean, you did. <laughs> so plays? primarily, I like studied. Yeah. No, actually, the program there was different from CalArts in terms of um, we did plays, we did Medea, but we did like a newer Scottish adaptation of uh-huh. it, which was really cool and very avant-garde. They were almost even more avant-garde than the people were at CalArts, which. Was I think surprising they, well, they the have. A, I think that they have. A, There's a, a great avant-garde theater scene there. Well, the theater culture in general comes from there. I mean, yeah. it's like relatively new to America. Yeah. I mean, you go to England. It's like we've been doing theater <laughs> For, forever. Since, you know, Shakespeare was here. <laughs> totally. Is, yeah. 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 But so the program there would change really weekly because they brought in a lot of guest directors. So it was it was like the same, sort of the same as CalArts in terms of having like your movement class and your speech class and a dialect class and things like that. But then you would stop taking all those classes. Unlike CalArts, you would stop taking those classes when you suddenly would workshop these little plays with someone who would come in. And it was a lot of professionals around there, which was cool. So we did would workshop like a TV show. A guy was gonna wanted to do sort of like an improv type TV show right. so he had us doing a lot of improv and doing stuff on camera and then another woman came in who was doing some play where everybody was birds and then you're all just being birds and it was kind of or, was your bird pretty good it was pretty good yeah, yeah it was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> and there were other ones that were like super physical there was like an improv capoeira class they What's were they capoeira? were interesting capoeira is like you know that like kind of what is it? Spanish like dance fighting? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you did some of that. <laughs> yeah, but improv, which was very interesting, where this guy was like, I remember it so vividly, with this guy being like, "Just look into my eyes. You feel where I'm going to go. Sure. You have to feel it." And yeah. I and I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. So did that work? <laughs> it did. I was great were, at it. Were you the only one in the class? <laughs> No, but I was like, I was definitely like the first one to be like, I'll volunteer to go with you. I'm mesmerized. And that was, you know what? That was the best part, I think, of yeah. going abroad to study was, and this sounds so lame, and and I did kind of change schools a lot when I was a kid, but there was something about being somewhere for just maybe four months and that level of like fearlessness to do things when I was there because I was like, who cares? I'm not going to... Yeah. Like, I'm new to all these people, yeah, so yeah. I can just kind of be whoever I want to be, whereas CalArts is such a small school right. and that you, it and can you're in feel it for the very incestuous. You're just in a class with, like, the same 10 people for four years because yeah. they split the classes into little groups, and, right. like, it just gets very, you know, the gossip and stuff, which I had never really been a part of in high school because I was so separate. I was doing my drama thing. Yeah. I had friends outside of drama, but yeah. I didn't... I wasn't, like, part of, like gossipy teen right, right, stuff right. in high school. Yeah. And then in college it was like a whole new thing to me in terms of people that yeah, kind of oh, yeah, stuff was yeah. so stra- it was so foreign to me that I was like, "Wait, why why would they say that I yeah. was sleeping with that guy? I don't yeah. know him." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> so when you go to Scotland, you look like a slut. Yeah, we pegged you <laughs> Scarlet A on your jacket. So uh so So when I went there I was kind of like it was just a nice breakaway. Even though at CalArts, there's a lot of, obviously, you have to take a ton of risks. And that's part of, I think, the biggest thing that I even took away from the program was just like, try everything. Yeah. Just do it. Just put yourself out there. But even more so in Scotland, because it was like that freedom of yeah, new, not really new, knowing no, everyone. Right. Yeah. So what, wait, have the, were there risks that you took where you're like, oof, I'm not going to do that again? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, that didn't uh, feel right. You know... Not that I can think of. Gosh, I'm just brilliant at everything. Yeah. No, I just block no, out. I just but, block out. The but I mean, like, what were some of the things that you were were frightened of, and that might have, like, you know, you, you know, that you went ahead had, and did and, anyway? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, even early, 
I don't know. I just think everything in general, because this everything you're getting asked to do in theater school is so strange. Yeah. So just to kind of not have that eye on yourself, and I think I always grew up just being very self-conscious, and maybe everybody does, but just being, you know, yeah, just very yeah. What do they body think conscious yeah, and, yeah. and and all that kind of stuff, and um, so even just being in classes where they're like, all right. You're going to, I don't know, they would have us do weird physical stuff where it's like you run back and forth across the room and do all this stuff and then just imagine that you're dying and everyone's doing it on their own. But you just feel like if you stop and look around the room, like people look ridiculous, fucking retarded. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I can't say that. I can't say that. But you know what I mean? But then it's like, but you have to just own it and be in your own world. I, I honestly don't. I think it was always rewarding when yeah. I did. That's the lesson that like there was never a time that I put myself out there and was like, shouldn't have done that. It was always like, oh, I'm glad I did that. Because even if it didn't work out, I'd be like, well, I feel good yeah. for trying that out. Yeah, that's and... out of the way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so when was the, what was the first big role that, you know, and After well, I, college. Well, I mean, how did it, how did you sort of move into being a professional actor? I it's I had a friend of mine who had graduated CalArts ahead of me w- knew this manager in Los Angeles and um so he I invited him up and and he came up to see me in a play at CalArts right. my senior year and this play was super cool and it was like a it was a student written production that was like a horror movie play mm-hmm. and we had filmed some of it there was a big screen on the stage and it was like this mixed media but it was kind of cool because it was yeah. like me fighting this axe murderer and that it was just a fun play to do yeah. anyway I invited this manager up to see it he sort of hip pocketed me and then got me an agent like a theatrical and commercial agent in LA mm-hmm. And I just started auditioning. So that was great because we do, you know, we do a couple showcases. I feel like a lot of theater schools do. We did a New York showcase and an LA sure. showcase, but those don't really. Yeah. I don't it's know like that they really help anyone. Yeah, way. exactly. And you're doing awful scenes. It's like such a weird, strange process to put together scenes for a showcase. Do you know what scenes you did? I don't want to tell you. It's too embarrassing. What? You got to tell me. I can't. Oh, come on. It's There's so pictures good. of you naked it's as a snow so nymph out there somewhere. And you can't tell me your audition piece that people saw in real life? I know, because it's so humiliating. I feel like I was talking to Joel McHale about his showcase when he graduated from like the MFA theater department at his college. And he was talking about another group and he was like, oh my God, they did the worst scene you could ever imagine people picking. It's so embarrassing. And then said it and I was like... Yeah, I did that one too. So, (laughs) (laughs) what is it? Well, let me just preface it by saying this can't be the most humiliating thing that you might be the most humiliating. No, that they make you choose scenes from movies because, Mm -hmm. which is so again, it's such a weird, like backwards thing to be studying theater so intensely for three and and a half years. Have to do a scene that's been defined by actors. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you get paired up sort of at random, so it's not like you're like me and this person would really work great together. You know? Yeah. Um, the, the guy I was paired up with was great and he was a friend of mine, but, um, well, so we ended up doing the fucking scene, like the scene from Goodwill Hunting, uh-huh. yeah, okay. <laughs> where, yeah. you know, and she's in tears and she's like, tell me you don't love me. And he's like, I don't love you. And then he leaves. It's so embarrassing. That is not that embarrassing. It's real. I'm really embarrassed that, to admit if it. That's the most humiliating thing you've got. <laughs> I'm so much more open about everything else in my life. That That, that was so, I'm like sweating right now. Stop it. it. I really am. But anyway, so needless to say, I did not 
get an agent mm-hmm. from our showcases. Um, you got one because a friend referred. I got yeah, one because of this referral, and he came up to see the play, which was way better to see right. like a whole play rather right. than this little thing. And then your first roles were like, I mean, I didn't like. I'm looking at it right now. I, I mean, it all just sort of started happening. Well, like yeah, 2006. my first, my first TV job, my first TV job was on Hannah Montana. Yeah. And then in the first season, which yeah. is very interesting. And then I was I was doing theater, so I I was working at yoga studios. That was like my day job after college. I worked the front desk. I did not teach yoga, huh. but I got all my classes for free, which is great. Yeah, so you've been and doing yoga a long time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay, I just so wanted to drop that yeah, yoga yeah. bomb in there. Yeah, yeah. You're all Namaste, baby. <laughs> all right. But um, but then I got to quit my yoga job yeah. because I was doing theater in Ventura County, like regional theater. Oh, that's not as embarrassing as the audition I, piece? I'm not embarrassed by it. I loved it. Yeah? I would, yeah, we did Hamlet. Oh, I won yeah. an award. I won like a little like Northern Critics Award. I was so <laughs> proud. I was so proud. I'm still proud. I mentioned yeah. it just now. For Hamlet. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Where was that done? At the Rubicon Theater in Ventura. Okay. Yeah. That's, I love those I, guys. I, it's I, a good I forget theater. that regional theater is not dinner theater, so there's nothing to Thank be embarrassed you. about. Thank you. Yeah. No. You didn't do any like weird And I just no came out of theater and... school, so it wasn't like some Yeah, you were working. You were and I was working. making out like it was supporting myself acting, so that was pretty cool. No, it's great. I, I also did, before I did any other jobs, I also did this really awful B horror movie called Born. Yeah. Terrible. Well, that was the natural jump from that play you just did, right? It (laughs) made sense. You were like, you had the part already. Sure. I didn't see that movie. Oh, it's awful. (laughs) It's so awful. I play, I have like, I get impregnated with a demon fetus, and then the demon fetus like possesses me to kill people. Mm -hmm. There's literally scenes where I play myself. And the demon fetus, like, possessing me, talking to myself. Wow. So I'll be like, I am going to kill you. And then I'll be like, no, please don't. Shut up. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. That's, is that, super I, intense. I hope that's on your reel. <laughs> it's on my reel. I'm still, I'm still sending that out. Good for you. Oh, man. So, like, Mad Men. So then when I was doing theater, I, that's when I booked Mad Men, yeah. Did you go in for that part? Yeah, I, I went Trudy? in for a pre-read with casting. Yeah. And then I went back in for Matt Weiner and producers and stuff. And then I didn't hear from them for two weeks and was like horribly devastated. Because when I went in, I felt like, this is the part. This is going to be my part. Why do you think that? I, I remember a lot of it having to do with the fact that I looked up a picture of Vincent Carthizer, who plays Pete, of course. And I was like... We look a lot alike. We kind of look like brother and sister. Uh-huh. And I just felt like couples back then and even still like kind of look alike. And I just felt like <laughs> yeah. that that was in my favor. That was uh-huh. just a large, I don't know. I was. He's an odd bird, huh? <laughs> he's, he's great. What do you mean? No, no. I, I think he is great. But I, I hear that he lives his life in a very minimal kind of way. Sure. I feel like he's been quoted in some interviews saying some weird stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I guess getting back to what we were saying before, to sort of inhabit somebody who had the type of responsibilities that you know most people that age don't have anymore, and then to sort of create this character. That it's sort of like your character is a little frightening to me. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> just because there's something familiar about... Maybe not familiar, but to, you know, all the scenes with their parents and then you know, the expectation of yeah. success... And then the sort of management of, you, you know, his husband. problem. Mm-hmm. But that evolved. I mean, initially it, it didn't feel that way. Well, I don't know. I disagree. I, for, I sort of feel like Trudy sort of came on strong 
in terms of being very manipulative. The first episode I ever did is like about her kind of convincing him to get this apartment that he thinks right. is too expensive and, right. and things like that. So, And there's always been sort of a Lady Macbeth quality to right. Trudy that people have referenced. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, good, good comparison. I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I see it because she is sort of... Ah, their marriage is so interesting to me. The, the, you know, it's just a testament to the writers on the show who are yeah. so great. And it's just like a complicated marriage because and 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 their relationship is so interesting because I just think it's a constant power struggle. And I'm never sure. Like a lot of the time, I feel like Trudy has the power and just like lets Pete think that he has. But then there are other times where you see him just fully kind of take it back from her. I think it goes back and forth. I do think a lot of the time she just lets him think that right. he's in charge and well, stuff, but really then she knows how to kind of... But as an actor, when you in. when you see that role and you see emotionally who that person is, you know, what choices do you make when you, what you're just going to... How do you amplify the parts of yourself that's going to be that role and then shut off all this, you know, charm and juju <laughs> that you have? Well, Trudy's a little charming. No, also, no, no, she's very you. charming. My, ju- my juju. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think there's not a conscious thing where you're like, I'm going to temper that emotion because like, I'm going to play this tight. Like, I know she's charming, but there's a politeness to it. There, Definitely. There, there's well, somebody who knows how to behave like almost as if she had read a book of how to behave socially. Socially. Totally. I, I think that a lot of it comes with how you walk and talk and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which I, I, would attribute to theater school and just you go through so many things of how to create a character that it becomes innate in terms of like this person walks and talks differently they're yeah. they're upper class or their parents are new money so they kind of have they're putting on airs maybe more than right. somebody whose family has had money for a long time and right. um i don't know it and came really naturally i just, just not really i have to say that with trudy that was one of the coolest things. Maybe that's the other side of me feeling like I'm going to get this part, you yeah, know, is like yeah. is that I just read it and just understood it. And even when I auditioned for it, I did there were like three scenes that you had to do and you know, the first two were were very like kind of flamboyant Trudy kind of walking yeah. in talking to a bunch of people yeah. and the third one was just like the two of them in this very quiet scene yeah. and, and what I like tested with Matt Weiner, he was he was like, you know, take it all down, strip it away, do the first two scenes the way you did this last scene, like with it stripped away. And then, and I was like, oh, okay. And then once I got the job and I came back to do the table read and before we started the table read, he pulled me aside and was like, hey, forget everything I said in your audition, just do it the way you did it. And that's, I mean. What do you think that was about? I think he was just testing your range or your ability. Maybe because I I don't think they knew how big they wanted the part to be. Yeah. And when I first signed on, they were like, "This is one episode. You're only doing one." Uh-huh. But they invited me back for another episode before I was even done shooting that episode. So they must have already had that in mind. They just didn't want anyone to think like, right. "Oh, if this girl doesn't work out, right, we we gotta we'll be able to fire her." <laughs> and how much direction? How, how hands on is he? In, in very, very, and I almost think that it was a whole other part of my education working on Mad Men. I learned so much about acting for television and acting in general because he's so specific and the writing is so nuanced. And the first two years of the show, he was always there. He was always there when he wasn't directing it. He, he And still he gives notes at the after the table reads. You know, he comes over and kind of tells you exactly where the scene is headed or, or, or where you're coming from, which is good to know because the writing is dense yeah. and it's 
it, it's an ama- it's a great it's a great challenge. I love working. And he's on very the meticulous. Show. They're very meticulous about framing and about movement within the frame mm-hmm. and about things lingering. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's almost everything is very compartmentalized. Yeah, it's not like uh, you know, like well, we'll just wing this part. No, there, there, everything is everything is a set piece in a way. Definitely, and I learned a lot about stillness coming from right. theater, where you just doesn't be so big all the right. time. Right, you know, in terms of just really minimal acting and right. that kind of stuff. Well, I just, like, it seems to me that, I, I mean, I just watched uh, Sunday's episode yesterday that, uh, you know, you've got a big part of this season. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't yeah. speak to the season, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're done shooting it, though. They're done shooting it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe so. You've done all the episodes. I've done as many episodes as I was going to do. Well, yes, I understand that. <laughs> And, you know, well, here, why don't I try this angle? This isn't probably, this probably isn't going to air for like three weeks. So why don't you just fill us all in and just tell, act as though we've all seen. There's like a sniper on me right now. I just know it always. Yeah, yeah. They follow us everywhere. Do they? Are they real locked down about it? They are real locked down about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have to be. They are because people are crazy about that kind of stuff. No, they are. Even me, even I try to kind of justify it sometimes and be like, I mean, it's just a TV show. Like, everybody relax. But then people are, like, breaking into Brian Cranston's car and stealing episodes of Breaking Bad and stuff like that. It's a, like, a, then I worry about it. I keep all my scripts in, like, a really? drawer. It's almost yeah. like, a, like, a, a, like a different type of paparazzi behavior. It's like, very what, strange. But, I mean, why can't people wait? That's how I feel. And you know what? That's what is where... The, where's the benefit of spoiling everything? I know. And it's so funny because that's where Matt's coming from anyway with, with Mad Men is he's like, I just want everyone to enjoy it as the story is supposed to unfold and get that info. He hates spoilers. And it, because, of course, like why? It's like, it's such a troll culture. I mean, I keep, I get hung up on this idea that there's just all these people that just want to say shitty things. And fuck ruin things it up for, for everyone else. Yeah, that's yeah. how they get attention. I learned it first and yeah. I'm going to tell everybody yeah, yeah. to spoil it yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, I know. So in terms of like community, where where is that at? Where are we at with that? Oh, I don't know. We're uh-huh. just hanging in the balance as usual. So you don't know what's going on? I don't no. That was a fun role though, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> now when so you got that after Mad Men. Yes. So and it's like a completely different part. It's complete yeah. it's full on comedy part. Yeah. It's very specific. You're working with this hilarious ensemble of people. They're great. Now so what great. like you know, what parts of your skills did that incur, <laughs> like did that sort of engage? Mm. Do you know how to turn on the funny? I mean, do you cuz you're you seem like you have a sense of humor. I do, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I actually think that with community, I mean, we studied a lot of comedy in school, but I feel like I did more drama in, in college, but but personally have always been super silly, I yeah, guess yeah, would yeah. maybe be the word. And, yeah. and I feel like that's the side of me that I tap into much more on the set of community is more just like me, is, yeah. you know? It's a, it's a silly show. Yeah, it's but, silly. We get silly, but meticulous. I mean, you're on two shows yeah. that like are sort of anally managed. Yeah, in terms of what needs to happen within a frame, it's true. I mean, there's no loose kind of you know. No, and that's the biggest thing on Community when people are like, "I bet you guys improv a ton of that," and we're like, "No, it's television. Yeah. Like, it's tight yeah. comedy." Do you know Dan Harmon? It's written very well. Exactly. Like, no, we're not improving. <laughs> like, Dan Harmon just says, "Hey, why don't you guys wing this just one? Say whatever you want. What I wrote doesn't matter." Yeah. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> that doesn't happen. Uh, but is there any sort of a method of, of loosening up as an ensemble? I mean, there is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the stuff that we're inserting, that we are inserting is more physical. And right. it's more... Um, like the chemistry between characters and looks and things like that that we give in that fill in those relationships and those things that now that we've been doing it for four years, right. I think. And we play games on set. Danny and I are always trying to get just like stupid shit into episodes where we like make up a weird handshake. We just try to get handshakes into almost every episode oh, so really? that they make it in like <laughs> one or weird, th- just weird, just dumb stuff by now where yeah. Danny and I just yeah. do dumb shit and try and, to make and it you in. Got, I, well, that's, I mean, people don't, I, I think they realize it, but I mean, Mad Men is not as much of a, a, an ensemble cast as it is. There's just a lot of actors in it. Exactly. It's very different. And when I shoot over there, it's, I mean, 90% of the time it's just me and Vincent. Yeah. There's no, you know, John's not hanging out either. <laughs> Unless he's directing or, it or, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What was that? I don't know. I, I was sort of late to that, I think. I think, it was, like, it was bullshit. I mean, like, all of a sudden, you know, whether he wears underwear or not is an issue this season. I, I mean, I've I, watched every season. I've never once said, wow, his dick is right there. I, I've never been aware was, of that yeah, as a problem it was, working on that show. I, I think it was manufactured. I think so. Yeah, I don't I, I don't. I don't see any reason why he would fight it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I got a huge cock, and it's a problem sometimes. It's a terrible problem. <laughs> I honestly, I had not, this is a, must be kind of recent, right? But yeah, I no, feel like just I happened heard, a couple months happen, ago, right? And I and I remember seeing something and being like, "What? Yeah, I where? Never, yeah, where have I been? Yeah, yeah. How come I, this should have been noticeable? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a sweet guy. He's been in here. I mean, it doesn't yeah. seem like he's like. I got an idea. I'm just gonna let's publicize <laughs> my dick, my my cack. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Then I'll deny everything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but like working with a comedic ensemble is just—it's got to be a blast when it's all clicking. It's got to it be is. a different satisfaction than sort of nailing a scene with uh, with Pete. It's very different. The it's very different satisfaction yeah. because the stuff with Pete is so meticulous in a different way emotionally. Yeah, it's more yeah, just yeah, like yeah. and like I say again, it's more about it's all about the subtext. It's all about the silence. Yeah. It's more about what's not being said and yeah. all that stuff. So it's like Matt comes in and you're really like finding the scene and what's it about what what it's about versus on community i mean i guess you're finding the joke but more often we're kind of like we all are we're all in on the joke yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just what else can we spin into this yeah and, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's a pace to to community that's like dun, 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 you it's know, super like, quick and yeah. everybody's super loud that's how my usual comparison to the shows in my experience is is that like on the set of Mad Men, it's super quiet it's very focused on mm. the set of community everyone's so loud it's so like it's like (laughs) rambunctious children on a playground they can't get us to shut up they literally we just don't shut up and until they yell action like as loud as they can and then we just snap into the scene right right is a whole different way of working yeah 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 yeah. so what what happens now i mean are you working on a movie i or three yeah i'm about to uh (laughs) i think i'm gonna go start work on a couple movies but i probably can't talk about them because i don't think we've like settled all the details deals are not officially deals are in the works so but you know a comedy thing an indie thing kind of getting ready to gear up and do those things next week i'm doing a little um oh i need to remember all the details about it but i'm doing a a little workshop i don't know when we're gonna post oh you're right okay oh what i will have just done yeah i've I've just (laughs) done a uh how was it (laughs) it was so great man (laughs) just enriching uh, a, a workshop of a like a reading of this play that Zoe Kazan wrote, uh-huh. and Chris Messina and I are gonna do it for this 
like playwrights festival down at South Coast Rep, I think. So you're being an actress, actress. Yeah, a come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna be a movie I like star. To, I like, huh? yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel it. I, I like think. to balance it. I like it to be well rounded. No, I a little I can theater, see that. a little bathing suit shots, yeah. a little comedy. Well, no, I think you got the range to do it. <laughs> Thank you. So I think you're gonna be a movie star. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, let's, I'm on let's board. Let's do it together. <laughs> okay, do, ta- well, bring me along. Call me when you're like, it's happening. <laughs> when, you want to come watch it? It's happening. Yeah, I'll be and, in this movie. And that's when Get a Job, our movie, will yeah, come out. Then they'll, our they'll movie save it. <laughs> that we don't have a scene in, that we cross paths in the parking lot and didn't talk to each other. I was too nervous. Yeah, it was so great working on that with you. It was. Friend. What it, it was really changed me. You know, I mean, I've never you know worked with somebody so professional. And I'm going to leave here and go do interviews about you, like what it's like to work with you. Yeah, would you? Yeah. We had a really powerful av- moment of avoidance in the parking yeah, lot, and, and then it, I went it through. It changed up. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's our show. That's it. Uh, thank you for listening. What a lovely person. Am I Am I a creepy old guy? Have I become creepy old guy? Am I? Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF pod needs. Check the schedule, the calendar for where my book dates are. Buy some merch, leave a comment, do whatever you got to do. Pick up some justcoffee.coop if you get the WTF blend. I get a little on the back end. What else? What else can I tell you? I'm about tapped out, folks. Nah, I just have to go live some life or take a nap, one or the other. Boomer lives! Boomer lives!